ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our sermon series, Stories, where we will get to hear different testimonies from our church and learn how to share our own unique story of faith. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have Brandon. We got Chris. Hey, we Hi. got Britton. Yo. And then we have my wife, Avery. Hi. <laughs> so we got a full group today, and Pastor Wade gave us the sermon today, uh, pulling back the curtain, and he just uh, always gives just such, such a great message. Uh, you know, he's from South Africa, and so wanted to kick us off with a few South Africa facts. Love so, it. Okay. Yes. A little surprise for you guys. All right, that so first, first question don't look at this, Avery. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't have my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, South Africa is the largest producer of what in the world? Um, oh. Pokemon trading cards? Diamonds. <laughs> no. I love Anybody it. Anybody guesses? It's a food. Uh, oh, okay. Um, no. <laughs> um, uh, Starburst. It is Coffee? Ma- macadamia nuts. Oh. Macadamia. That's your favorite. I thought they were from yeah, Macedonia. Right. Probably my favorite cookie, <laughs> yes. white chocolate chip macadamia okay. nut. Yes. Oh, okay. No? Yeah. <laughs> What's right. your favorite cookie? Oh, I'm boring. Uh, chocolate chip? Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip yeah. <laughs> All right, I got a few more. Let's see. All right, so the f- this is a medical procedure that was performed first in uh, South Africa, actually in Cape Town. Uh, any guesses of it was in 1967 it was a surgical procedure that took place for the first time in South Africa amputation no what brain transplant <laughs> it's a transplant it is oh, a transplant ooh. not brain though not brain. heart heart there we go oh, yeah. no joke in my head right. i was going back and forth between those i went with brain i was going to say left foot you would have sounded so smart i would have sounded so smart all right um, dang a couple more. So South Africa in size is three times uh, the size of this U.S. state. Texas? Got it. Hey! Wait, right. South hey, Africa is three times the size of Texas? Yes. Okay. Wow, okay. All right, we'll do one more. How many official languages of South Africa are there? There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. 20. No. Less. Oh, I was about to go like 100 something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seven? No. Five? Thirteen. Close. Nope. All right. It's 11. 11 official languages. In South Africa. So I'll have to ask uh, Pastor Wade how many he speaks Mm. because he did some, spoke something. I don't know what he spoke up there, but uh, at the beginning. so Something not English. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, now that we got that out of the way, we all feel a little bit, you know, hopefully smarter, maybe dumber. Yeah. Um, But. A little both. Uh, Pastor Wade gave us the sermon, you know, he got into it today and he started off with that, you know, talking about the church and talking about, you know, the church has a lot of different definition, definitions, meanings behind it, um, how we are the church. And it's not just a human endeavor. It's not just a human pursuit. It is um, not just human effort. It's, um, it's spiritual. It can be, like he said, even a supernatural pursuit. And we have entered into a spiritual world, and we believe in a spiritual world uh, when talking about the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anything ring a bell for you guys with that? Um, any takeaways from from that when he started off? Mm. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but just his story with his son. 
of uh, how a child at four years old, right, could have that theological understanding and have that experience they didn't even know about, you know, and and they were obviously already searching for this reason for him having, I forget what exactly they said. Was it cerebral, cerebral palsy? Am I saying that right? I, I always say it wrong. No, um, it's like a sensory. No, cerebral palsy. Cerebral. Yeah, there you go, cerebral palsy. Okay. But, but yeah, but, there, but he was having trouble with, with, right, he was hearing, right, the, the sound. I don't know the... I'm not very smart, so I'm so sorry, guys. I'm trying to get, but medical terminology, yeah, right? That was always a terrible with medical terms, but just crazy that he had the the the, the boy Nathan Nick Nick, Nick mm-hmm. had this incredible experience that he shared with his parents that opened their eyes, right? Like this 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 their child had this experience that that pulled back the curtain for his parents mm-hmm. on like the 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 majesty of God and the supernatural. Um, element of God, and, and, and where, where it made them, he even mentioned, like, maybe that was for me in my ministry. Maybe As much as it did for Nick in his life, maybe it was also for us right now and, like, what we needed in our ministry. And, and, and as we go forward here, I just thought that was so cool. And, again, I don't know if I jumped ahead of where we were at. but That's right. Um, no, no. We'll start, we'll start there, just kind of going through that story. Um, a question that came to mind that I had for you guys was, have you guys ever had an experience where – the cur- the curtain has been pulled back a little bit for you that you had an experience that you couldn't explain with objective evidence or you couldn't explain it wasn't, you know, directly human origin or, you know, I'm not talking about aliens, but anyway. So, um, <laughs> yes, but they're out there. I know <laughs> the, the UAP meeting in Mexico. This podcast you guys see the UAP meeting in Mexico? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but does anything come to mind where – um, you had an experience that uh, was more in the, kind of that spiritual realm. Uh, anything come to mind for that? I, I have something that just came to mind when you were talking. Because um, you were talking about how his son sharing his story or sharing just his experience pulled back the curtain for his parents. So pulled back the curtain for their whole family where, like, the kid probably just didn't really fully understand. Sure. Um, so I feel like sharing our stories wow. and sharing that stuff, it it – it doesn't just affect you, it affects other people, right? right? But it made me think of, um, you guys had a baby shower that my parents put on, a small so one, cool. and uh, we yeah, got to come to it. Talking to Britt. Talking go. to Britt. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. She, sorry, she, she, I'm not at, me. I'm doing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to, or I we prayed over, and you and Kelsey, mm. and so I was thinking, like, my heart is always, like, postpartum. I want to pray over the mom for their delivery and their postpartum. I've had babies, like, just praying over the mom. And so that was my intention when I started praying, and, like, none of that came out. It all started, like, I all, I, I swear, like, the words that came out of my mouth were not from me because mm. it was all about the calling over, what is your son? Owen. Yeah. Owen. Yeah, and you, it was, you... like, it just started praying over mm-hmm. his calling and, like, over Owen. And, like, it's just funny because, like, you know, it was nothing from me. I mm. really think those words were directly from God. Sure. Um, so I thought I didn't share that with you. That's so cool. No, yeah. no, you went into it with this intention of what you wanted to pray for. And yeah. None of it came out. It was all totally no, different. No, and then and at the end, because I'm like praying on and on about his calling and over the baby. And I'm like, wait, wait, postpartum. And I like tried to throw that in at the end of my prayer because I was like, that's what I wanted to pray Just for. Just out <laughs> randomly. And it's Kelsey too. Yeah, right. You're like, yeah. So. No, it was, that was really beautiful. It was so, I was so, we were so grateful for that night. And just all of you guys, just, ah, oh, so cool. Yeah. Chris, Brandon, anything come to mind for uh, for that? Yeah, um, so I will try to keep this pretty quick. But um, back when I was in my early twenties, 
going to UF, go Gators. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a big win this yeah, weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was in a different place, a darker place. Um, Christian, but kind of, I believe uh, Kylie said this the other day, putting God on the shelf type of situation. Um, I had a situation where uh, I was basically smoking marijuana um, oh. in a car. I know, so <laughs> terrible. Um, and I was with a friend um, and we were driving around and um, I had this moment. She, uh, the girl that I was with, um, threw this album into my CD deck back when we had CDs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the case with 50 CDs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. aged myself. Did yeah. your deck fit five or four or five <laughs> CDs or was it one, a one? It was just a one, one, done, okay, one okay. and done deal. <laughs> so um, uh, it was Sade. I'm not sure if anybody knows that, uh, that artist, but in either case, um, driving around, all of a sudden um, it starts raining. And I start thinking, the, the, the album on the track had me thinking about my father, like mm -hmm. my, my dad. And I was like, wow, like, he would be so disappointed with me right now. Mm. And then, like, there was this leap. Um, I, I would say a supernatural leap where I went from my dad to starting to think about my father, my father in heaven. Mm. And there, in this particular track on this album, um, uh, Sade repeats this word, I keep crying for you, I keep trying for you. My, meanwhile, it's r pouring rain. Mm. Like scary like i'm trying to like stay on the road type of thing and um i was trying to cry and i couldn't and i was just sitting there this uh, I, it was a wild thing and um and finally like the 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 track stops the rain stops and i finally can like squeeze one final tear <laughs> out of yeah. my eye yeah. and it was just like this automatic release uh, i can't explain it but i was like oh God was in the room like mm. that. That like wow. I, I, I'll never forget that. Um, it really changed the trajectory of my life. Wow, from that point on, that's so. so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just say I don't have a specific story, but it's funny that you all shared those stories because two of the verses that Pastor Wade talked about ties these together really good. He says, Philippians one six, uh, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you. Here's the part that stuck out to me. We'll carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and I that stuck to me because we live in this culture of like checklist of instantly move from one thing to the next. We just data dump in our brain, whatever just happened, <laughs> move on to the next thing. Um, so it's interesting that whenever he does a work in you big or small, it's not just for that moment. It will literally carry on until whatever day it is that you actually go home to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, so that when he said that, that stuck out to me like a siren in my brain. Um, and then the other thing he said is, um, I don't know if this ties in your guys' stories or not, but he uh, in Daniel 10, um, he mentioned that um, when Daniel was praying, he prayed for weeks. Um, it wasn't, and again, this instant checklist of, okay, before I go to bed, I'm going to ask for this and just wait for God to make it happen whenever he feels like it. Mm -hmm. And when he was sharing his story about his son, um, the urgency of constantly praying and um, um, and something that actually God's putting on my heart right now is like, um, I know there's people in my life that I've been praying for years and even decades to either come to the Lord or come back to the Lord. And it's so easy. You think, well, God's heard me hundreds of times. Why, why do it anymore? Right. He already mm -hmm. knows. Um, but that stuck out in his story of the consistency, like keep praying. You yeah. cannot stop. He, he right. sometimes is testing your faith of will mm. you keep 
praying, mm. do you really want this in your heart? Then keep asking and because you don't know my time, it'll happen when I want it to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so those things just, just stuck out big time today yeah. in that message. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And so um, going through the scripture that he, he referenced there, um, it says, uh, I think it's in, in Daniel uh, 10, 12, mm -hmm. uh, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. Mm -hmm. Just just hearing that portion of it where, you know, he's he's heard it. He's heard it from the beginning, you know. Sometimes I feel like we can get into those, those states of, you know, am I really being heard? You know, am I really, um, you know, Am I really connecting it? Am, am I really, you know, I guess important enough to, for this thing that I'm praying for, to, for it to, to come through? And um, yeah, I guess, how do you guys see that? You know, in that process, in the waiting, how do you guys stay encouraged? And what would you say to somebody that is in that state of, you know, praying over weeks, years, um, anything come to mind for that? It's okay if I go next. Yeah, yeah of course. Our turn. Um, it's that's a, you read my notes. It's the next thing I have written down. Um, again, to, I think this may answer your question. It, it, I never noticed this before in this verse. It's there. It's not invisible. But <laughs> since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, He didn't just say, "I heard you since day one." He, he actually makes it a point to stick out that once you actually set your mind that you truly wanted to understand yeah. what my plans are for you, and when you humbled yourself and pushed yourself aside and actually allowed me to move instead of you, mm -hmm. that's when it began. That's good. And I was like, oh, I never noticed that before. Like, that never stuck out to me. It's not just, uh, you know, I'll eventually get give it over to you, and you'll, you'll, you'll eventually, when you want to. It's like, no, once you do that, that has to come first. You have mm -hmm. to actually— and it sounds so simple and silly, but you really have to want to hear God mm. before God will speak to you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, I I was thinking a similar thing where, um, like, praying, especially praying over something continually and, like, the same thing, it, it, like, sanctifies you. It's, like, part of the sanctifying process where it's, like, you are getting refined by your forced— ability or you're forced to like fall to your knees and like mm. give it over to him daily. And so I think there's something that grows in you and there's like, uh, it doesn't happen with just one prayer mm. and something happens. It happens when you're on your knees and you come to a point where it's like, I don't know what your will is, but I just like, I'm on my knees giving it to you and I will keep giving it to you mm. and it changes us. I, I agree completely. I also would, argue that it, it helps um, understanding what God is, when, when God is speaking to you, it, it helps you understand, like it refines your ears, yeah, if that yeah. makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Way um, more sensitive to the spirit. And, absolutely. Because yeah. um, if you're, and I'm, I'm, this is probably the part of my, my Christian walk where I am still growing and dis in discipline and everything, but I really truly believe that, you know, if you're just doing a one-off prayer here, one-off prayer there, uh, yeah, you're probably not going to know, you know, God's response, you know. But when you are consistent, you're praying over those things that weigh, lay, weigh on your heart, um, I do believe that, you know, you have a better sense of his will for you. Yeah, and I think I think the, usually the answers are there. We mm -hmm. just, like, don't have the glasses to see exactly. them, right? So, right. And so right. it's like... Right. It gives you a different lens so you can see the answers. It can see the 
like path that he has for you. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of National Treasure. Right. I think that's the thing where it's like God isn't changing. He's right. consistent. It's like we who change to be able to see his will. So oh, good. 100%. Um, so good. I'll quote that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and as far as praying and being consistent with it and being and, and kind of staying in that posture, I mean, that's kind of like my story, right? Like I I was I had a an application ready to go, a ship out date, uh, a basic training date for for uh, the Air Force when I was seventeen years old, eighteen years old, really? ready to go. I was I was I was sitting outside. It was actually uh, one ninety two. There was a recruiter's office near that Publix on one ninety two. I was sitting in that parking lot, and Danny Stahl, shout out to Danny Stahl. If anybody knows Robin Stahl, she's mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Um, he he texted me or called me, and he said, "Hey man, I just visited Southeastern University, and you." should check it out too. It's incredible. And I know, you know, him and I were very involved in the youth group and we considered maybe, you know, ministry in our future. So I did, I, I, I didn't go into the recruiter office that day. I, I scheduled a, a visit to Southeastern and it changed my life. It, it literally, you know, wow. I ended up going and ended up changing my major at some point to ministry and then gained all this experience and knowledge and then, and then ran from the call for a little bit. But then now here I am, like mm. if I had not done that, like that whole, like opening the curtains, right. For me, it took 10 years or whatever it was, you know, or longer than that, 12 years. I'm 30 years old now, 18 years old. Leaving that office was one of those spiritual moments. Yeah. Like if I hadn't yeah. done that, not to say I may not be in ministry still today, I wouldn't be nearly as equipped as I am. Not that I'm, you know, I'm still trying to grow and and, and continue to, to, to gain knowledge and do the best that I can. But goodness, if I hadn't went to Southeastern, I'm, I know for a fact I've, I've come to face to face with things, whether I'm studying or whether dealing with things with the youth group where I'm like, I remember this from school. I learned about this. Like, goodness gracious. Thank goodness that I had that experience. You know, it's funny that, um, that this reminded me of like Paul when he was trying to get to Rome and like the amount of detours on Mm. the way to Rome. Sure. But you know, those, we do have those moments, like, you know, the story that I was telling the story that you just shared, um, where you can remember like, wow, this, this moment changed the trajectory completely. But, Right. There's still a lot of detours on oh the way gosh. to that destination. Right. And, you know, that I, I do think that's part of that refining process, sure. you know. Yeah. Um, I think of um, when you share that story and um, just I think Wade talked about when we, like, meet or, you know, seeing people um, in need and meeting people's needs and, like, seeing them as, as Jesus. But I, I was thinking about how, like, sometimes as people, because, like, we're humans, like we get compassion fatigue. Like we don't have compassion for people who are going through different things and like listening to all these stories. Um, it can be easy to like, it does, it gives you like a more common ground. But I think about Jesus where he like, and and God, he meets us where we are and he never gets fatigued on compassion. Right. Like he always right. is like, doesn't matter how many detours you have. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you're yeah. at, how much you've gotten derailed. Like his, his compassion never fatigues for us. And I think that's hard for us to com- conceptualize because yeah. um, you can, like for us, we only have so much that we can give to people and like mm-hmm. his is unlimited. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there's there's a, a moment in the feeding of the 5,000 when when Jesus is originally, but before the crowd gathers, he's trying to get away from everybody because okay. he just found out about John the Baptist passing, mm-hmm. uh, getting beheaded, his cousin, right? So he's trying to get away, spend time with, with God, but also I think to mourn, like to take a moment. And it says when he when he comes back off the boat onto shore, the five thousands there just waiting on him, like, oh, what do you got yeah, for us? Yeah. And it says the words, He had compassion on them. 
Mm-hmm. That was the next line mm-hmm. from from him trying to get away, being met by a crowd of five thousand, which we know to be closer to probably ten thousand when you include women and children. And instead of getting frustrated, instead of dismissing them in front of, instead of just letting his his emotions get the best of him, he just had compassion on them and then sat with them for the rest of the day, yeah. teaching them and healing them and being with them. And like that's literally what he does for us in our lives too. Like he he ignores. It's just. Well, and I don't so think, cool. you know, you know that, that's Jesus in his human form, yeah, right? And yeah, limited even, by body. Yeah, right. Like now, I mean, we have, you know, someone who's just like there, the ready divinity all the time. Of, yeah. And he'll like, he'll reveal himself, you yeah. know? Um, so I don't know. That was so cool. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. So uh, the next uh, verse he, he got into there was from Acts 5. And just a little... Um, a uh, portion that I, I got from it was uh, uh, from verse 38. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human, human origin, it will fail. But, is it, but if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. And so just when we're in that kind of state of not sure where, where we're going or, you know, being able to just trust that, you know, God's will is, is going to be done through this. And, you know, like he said, through, um, the story with his son, Nick, you know, it wasn't when he said, Oh, I'm, my job is not finished. Um, he made the distinction of saying, you know, it wasn't that his son was saying that, Oh yeah, I still have work to do. It's no, that Jesus still has work to do through me. And so, um, just having that ability to understand that and to trust that and trust that God is continuing to work through you if you have breath in your lungs and you're still moving and you're still, you know, going and helping and, you know, having that compassion towards others and get, getting involved in everything. Uh, did anything come to mind uh, to any of you through that, through that verse there today? I kind of like how it didn't, it could have easily reworded it to say, if God is in it, it won't fail. But I like how he pointed out, at least in this particular passage, if it if it comes from an origin of man, it will fail. If it comes from an origin of God. And that's something that is always hard to fathom. It's always hard to process in our limited human capacity. But the fact that even though God allows us to have a free will, he always has a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan. No matter how much you can mess up the plan that he has for you and how many times you walk off the path, how many times you cause the detours, because he's a perfect God, he always has a way to bring you back to mm. that calling and to that path. And I've always been fascinated by that to look back in hindsight at my life, at friends' lives, families' lives, at how many times that can happen. And that's what stuck out to me in that verse is the way that they worded that. If it's if it, if it comes from an origin of God, it will not fail. Yeah. Good. I think, I mean, like God will be glorified in your sin and in your, um, in your faithfulness. It's yeah. just what side of the coin are you going to be on, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, yeah. at some point um, you get to choose that. Yeah. Yeah. He asked, he asked the question at the beginning, you know, uh, where is your citizenship? Yes. You know, yeah. I thought that was a good, good, good way to, to view it there and a uh, question to, to ask yourself, you know, as you're, you're going through or, you know, whatever pursuit is going, you know, where, where is your citizenship in it? And, um, yeah. That would be my question. Like, do you guys have a hard time conceptualizing? This is, it's hard for me to fathom like angels and like the war and the spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think about it often. I mean, I don't, and I know that's like the wrong answer, but I, it's something we probably should think about more. Sure. Yeah. I I do during the, the time I think about it the most is actually during worship. 
and I and I begin to think of the cherubim and 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 the the different uh, talks about princes and I know he he kind of related that to angels princes could be kind of another word for angels but just that they're what's the cherubim what do you mean cherubim sorry it's, it, they're it's like a high level of that's the highest order of angels right oh. and, and and they it, it describes them as being surrounding God in His throne Whoa. room saying forever and ever holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty that is their that's their purpose that's what they do forever and just the fact that this high level of of angel or create whatever we want to consider them that's all they can do that's how glorious god is that's how holy god is that that's what they do they worship him forever and so when i'm worshiping i kind of think about that and so sometimes i'll just even if i just get off cue from the words or off script from the words i just holy 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 are you lord holy 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 and like that's when i begin to like picture that and just like how incredible that is and that's the time i think about it the most i guess of of conceptualizing them have you ever seen the description of angels in the bible <laughs> yeah it's pretty yeah. very 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 hard eyeballs to everywhere conceptualize yeah. and wings and i i agree like there's a degree mm-hmm. of like i don't i don't understand the spiritual <laughs> right. world like it is it's hard to conceptualize and i'm a visual person yeah me too so um but I, for me, I, I am aware. Like, I think that's, that's the best place to be is aware that behind what is, what we can touch, what we can see, there is a spiritual world um, that has a part and a pretty large part to play in interactions that we see and in, in, in events and so forth. Um, in the best place we can be as... Um, the best place we can be is is inviting in Christ, and mm. that's 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 the safest place to be because otherwise we're defenseless to this. Mm-hmm. You know, there right. is no there, like we're we're at the whim. Um, not saying we we're not responsible for our own decisions, obviously, but but you know, there's things playing around us, um, and some of those things are out to harm us. You know. I will say what actually helped me. Um, obviously, the Bible is the source of truth, um, but there's a lot of great Christian fiction authors out there. Um, I always had you know, troubles even trying to conceptualize it, but there was a book I ran across, I want to say 25 years ago. Uh, it was called This Present Darkness by Frankie Peretti. And it's a book that could have been made into like a Hollywood movie because he took all the concepts. He's, he's been a believer his whole life. He was, I think, 50 or 60 when he wrote the book. And he wrote a fiction story about this little town. And the story was going back and forth between the physical what was going on and the spiritual warfare that was happening at the same time in the same area. Mm. And the story flipped back and forth. And be, like you said, because I'm such a, a visual person, uh, once I read that book, it, it just kind of made me go back and read the word. And it kind of opened up more and more. Um and, and real quick, you also mentioned citizenship. Um, something that stuck out to me today, bef- not really ever before, is I don't think citizenship means the same to a lot of people to, today as it did back in the New Testament. Because um, when we think of citizenship today, we often think, I live in America, if that's where you're listening. Um, yeah, I vote for my president. I have certain rights. I have certain laws. But citizenship doesn't feel like it has a left a hofty Uh, whatever the word is, a weight to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But back then, when it's a citizenship, I mean, you belonged, you were in that country. If they had to go to war, you were drafted in, you're fighting for the country you live in. Citizenship meant so much more, I think, historically back then, that word had so much more weight to it. And so when he brought that up today and then related it to the scriptures about where's your citizenship, 
Um, and then you put yourself back historically in the times when that verse was actually written, and it meant so much more back mm. then. Um, so your citizenship is what do you, where, not just where you physically live. It's your people. Um, often it was your religious beliefs. It was um, it was the laws. It was your family and heritage that lived in that country over and over again. Um, so you had like a, a heart for your country. Like just you, everything was about where you lived. Your identity it makes me think just of like yeah. identity. Yeah. Like yeah. citizenship yeah. is um, the interchange with identity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your yeah priority. Are you putting that as the the highest priority, the citizenship under under Jesus there. Um, and when we're talking about, yeah, like I, I definitely have a hard time thinking about the spiritual realm and angels, but when he uh, was speaking of, what was it, Michael is the angel of war or conflict, and then Gabriel was more of like with a birth of a baby or like a herald or, or like a— Yeah, yeah announcements, yeah, right. um, everything. And so I think that that would be something that, I'm challenging myself here is trying to look through my my daily life and trying to, you know, look through that lens of, um, you know, the spiritual and have that more um, acknowledgement that it is real, it is going on, and just to, to try to recognize that there are instances of, you know, where we, I think we can take a, take a moment and try to, you know, understand, comprehend that, that there are different angels that are, are working through our, our everyday lives and, yeah, but um, so what I wanted to do, just wrapping up here, um, the, any any final thoughts, closing thoughts that you guys had from the sermon today? I think oh, we pretty I'm much looking. touched it, but yeah. touched on it. But I know Chris has got a ton of notes over uh, there. That's so. what I'm looking through. There's so many. I could, there's so many <laughs> so things good. that he talked yeah, about. Just, um, well, one thing that was both in his notes and I believe he mentioned near the end is just if he's going to be with us in death, he's going to be with us in life. Mm. Um, and he, that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the sermon. It relates to his story. Mm. Um, but that's just something. Um, and again, to the points that have been made in several different ways during this podcast is um, just always remembering that it's just not a one and done. If you're seeking the heart of God in any way, shape or form, it's consistency. Um, if you want to go to the gym. You don't just go in and lift a 50 pound weight with one arm and expect it to magically happen. You have to grow that muscle. Mm. And quite often when we're praying for stuff, it's growing that muscle of faith over time. And everyone's different. Some people it happens real fast. Some people it takes a long time. Um, but just always remembering that if there's something that you're wondering, God, why haven't you answered this yet? It's been so long. Like I, like my parent I'm praying for, my loved one, I got saved 10 years ago. They're still not saved. Or my kid who's run away in all these bad crowds, why won't they just come back? I want that prodigal son, prodigal daughter. Don't give up. Um, your timing is not the same as God's. Mm. Have faith and hope. Keep praying um, with that heart to seek whatever he wants in your life. And he'll eventually answer the prayer in ways that you'll never fathom. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. My final thought would be to tie it all up for, for me, the, the, you're not alone, the prayer, the spiritual ele element, all of it tied up. It comes down for me, Romans 8, 26 through 27, which says this, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through word, uh, through word, wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So even when you don't know what you're praying for, you don't know what to pray for, just do it. There's no bad way to start because the Holy Spirit is interceding for you anyways for exactly what the will of God is. And um, 
I, that always gives me peace and comfort knowing that, hey, even if I'm out here praying for my desires and maybe they're, they're not part of the will of God, I know the Spirit is then taking that and filtering it for me and He's praying and interceding for me in my prayers as well. So I just think that's really beautiful. Great. Amen. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. I love all you guys' wisdom. Thank you guys for joining me and uh, have a great week. We love you. You too. Bye.